You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Well, we're back from the New Year's. I'm so Ooh. glad to see you guys. It's been a, quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, do we have a story for you listeners. <sighs> a lot of, We've been going through a lot of changes. And well, well... Yeah. Let's start <laughs> off with let, Stephanie because I feel like start off Stephanie, with Stephanie got put through the ringer the most. <laughs> hey, Stephanie, what did well, you do on your break? Yes. Well, yeah, what did I do on a break? <laughs> well, I thought I had two weeks off, right? Just two weeks to enjoy Christmas and partake. And I did. And um, I had, um, obviously, we had plans to come back right after New Year's, right? And I had plans for New Year's Eve and I was very excited about it. But what happened is, um, it's interesting. I went through a lot of emotions that maybe you both can um, attest to, or maybe even recall in your own experiences that were very, very foreign to me. So I had, yes, so we were having friends over on New Year's Eve, but on, that would have been the 31st. On the 30th, something wasn't just right with me. I already felt some, like I didn't, my energy was already starting to, it just didn't feel like excited about, I was going to see my friends. Yeah, like exactly. Like a melancholy kind of set in and I was starting to talk to myself about, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not even looking forward to this. I don't even want to even do it. I mean, it really just went to a negative place. And so I reached out to the friends, um, that would have been the 30th and I had the 30th and said, um, you know what, ladies, uh, I'm not well, I'm, my energy is really bad right now. I'm not, um, I don't know what's going on. One of them is, is a spiritual person. So she certainly understood. It was surprising. They're both looking forward, you know, with their husbands and my husband to get together. And I just said, I need to pull out things are, I'm just not in a good space right now. And luckily I could say that for the most part. Well, the next day I woke up and, um, I think it was okay for a little bit in the morning. And then like you said, that that melancholy went from melancholy to just depression. I, I've never, I've never experienced anything like it. And and ladies, I can tell you, my husband was concerned and kept saying, well, "What's the matter? What can I do?" Because I just cried all day. Yeah. I literally cried. I've never, even from bad news, I've never been so sad in my life. I was just sad. I was. I wanted, I didn't even know why I was sad. You know what I mean? There was no reason. There was no reason. And I was just sad. And like to my core, I, I, I'm, it's hard to go back and remember it now because I was in such a despair. And by the end of the evening, it was, um, gosh, the night had started to fall. And I stayed in my room, I think most of the day. I mean, I went to my office and cried. I went back in my room and cried. And um, sometimes hard crying, sometimes just tears, just constantly 
just for just constantly flying. And then I wondered, is it mine? You know, we play that game, you know, we go back, is this the world I'm carrying? Is it mine? Is it other people's? What is going on? You know, this is just ridiculous. And then I went to a place like, I don't know that I'll, I feel like I'll never be happy again. I feel like I can't even get out of this. I feel like I don't care. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of said, I wish I was in pain because at least pain or sickness, you can identify. Like, I know I can get out of that because I have, I've never been in this. It was so foreign. And, um, we ended up, uh, we, I went, I, 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 my daughter came in and talked to me for a little bit and that helped. She's a psychology major. So she's learning some stuff and we, and we talked and I felt a little better and we went to go get my husband. And I went to go get some food to bring in because she was already not feeling well physically. So we, she had stayed home, canceled her plans. And I just said, I just got to get in a car and go. And I went with him and we got some food and um, a, and I don't even know what I, I can't recall what I did the rest of the night. I, I don't even know the next day. Oh, my mom had called me and she needed some stuff. I would have thought the next day I was going to be like wiped out, but I had to go take care of my mom and dad. They needed some stuff. So I put on the happy face. I was still inside. I wasn't right, but I wasn't crying anymore. Like I had no tears to give. There's just none. There's yeah. just none. Even if probably something would have happened, I don't think I could have cried. I mean, that empty, that dehydrated. Yeah. So I went and took care of them. It was hard because my energy was lagging because it was exhausted. You know, being sad and crying is exhausting. I felt like I went through the ringer and um, I took care of stuff, came home and my energy kind of went back up and I started taking down Christmas and whatever. And that was probably the last good day I remembered before then I crashed and burned <laughs> for the next like 10 days. And I mean, crash and burn because I kept thinking, and what do you guys think about this? I kept, this was a story I told myself because, oh, during, let me just say so that people maybe understand because I didn't understand depression. Let me ask you, I see how you both think about this kind of thing. So um, when I was where was I going with this? When I was feeling despondent and then wishing I had, you know, some other issue because I felt like I couldn't get out of it. Um, there came a place where numbness replaced that sadness and that was better, but really just as bad. Right. Because I thought the next day, nothing will ever make me happy again. I feel like and I told myself, I said, I am so sick of this spiritual work I've been doing. Look what it caused because I've been, I had taken my, that eight week course. I'm, you know, we constantly are talking and working on our podcast and writing and reading, whatever. And I just felt like I had opened up something that I wish I'd never had opened up. Like it was because during, if you guys remember during my uh, eight week class, a lot of things happened with relationships, right? Mm -hmm. I had the neighbor thing. And then I had a big old thing with my sister and then my daughter, and then just, it just went to hell. And I just thought, I'm just so sick of spiritual work. I, I, I just can't even do anything anymore. And so then I had that exhaust, that exhausted feeling. So then I got literally physically ill. I never tested, but you can just imagine. And I hope I had the virus. I really do because then I've got my good immunity now. Um, I seem to have had everything that is just horrible about it. So anyway, I kind of felt like, and do you agree with this? because of what had happened emotionally, like I just made myself so vulnerable. I was, my body just, it was just so exposed because it broke down emotionally. Could that, it made me vulnerable to the physical, you know, um, illness. 
I don't know. I, I, it's a story I tell myself. Is it possible? It feels like it could. If you're so out of balance, and I was, and probably even though it was a one day experience for the most part of the sadness, I probably had a lot leading up to it that I wasn't recognizing, right? That maybe I was already wobbling, like the wheels were getting ready to fall off because they did. They literally fell off the cart. Um, so I, I don't know. I wonder, I feel like if I wouldn't have had that emotional day, that maybe I wouldn't have gotten ill. I don't know. Is that a story I tell myself? I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. You think, you don't think it, you don't feel like it has that much to do with it or. I think it, 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 yeah, definitely when your vibrational energy is really low, but I think also Stephanie, when you are a vibrational match for something Mm -hmm. that also aligns you for it. So I think it's just not one thing. I think it's a set of things that just kind of lined itself up. I don't know. What do you think, Angela? I I agree. I, I tend to make myself sick. Mm. Uh, In the past I had, I remember, I think I told you guys I had was working for this horrible Mm -hmm. boss and my work wife was like, you're going to make yourself like she could, I I was internalizing it. Right. Cause you can't blow up at work. And by the end of the day I had strep throat. Right. Um, so I also got incredibly ill. I know I tested and I was positive the night before Chad had been ill and we got into a, a, a little dust up because, you know, he's exhausted and we, it was just like, it was a tense night and I was upset and all of a sudden I can feel myself going down. And the next morning I, I tested positive. Now, it was probably already in my system. I could have maybe like fought it off a little bit better, but you know, there's no way of knowing there's nothing cut and dried about it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's maybe trying to exert a little too much control as to why did I get this? Um, It's so contagious and it was in your house. So, you know, chances were you were going to get it anyway. And being in a depressed state is very difficult on the body. Um, Mm -hmm. Just someone who deals with this, everything that you were saying, like, I'm never going to be happy again and all that. It's very taxing and it's exhausting. Um, It's also a really interesting playground to be in. I hope you'd never go back there, but if you do just that moment of feeling like I'm never going to be happy again. And then I would always play with myself and think, okay, but I can think of like, my dog and that makes me happy for a second so then okay so then nothing's set in stone so you know it's it's like this really interesting playground of how much control we do have over our feelings and our mind but also really having to respect what our mind and our body is telling us they are about to go through and and not stifling it because it's not convenient or not acceptable to us i think what you went through is very valuable Um, I hope you never go through it again. Um, So, yeah, I know it feels good to be like, okay, I got it because of these reasons. Who knows? But you, you got it. You went through it. So now what can you learn from it? You know, if you've gone through it, hopefully you're different than you were before you went in because that's what makes it worth it. Well, I agree with you. And there's still not a lot to unpack because my son asked me the other day, he's like, well, have you really had time to reflect on your illness and what the gains are? I said, yeah, I wish it never happened. And um, <laughs> because, you know, other than maybe having an immunity, um, I, 
I think you guys have heard me talk before. I, I pride myself in my health very, very much. And I had a mindset that if anyone with the virus ever breathed in my face, wouldn't phase me one minute because I just don't get sick. And I had probably about a good eight year run. Uh, I didn't, I just, you know, first of all, I never, ever, and I'm just hand to God kids. I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything, but this is my experience. I've never been in bed all day. Uh, number one, one day, let alone days. Um, I think I had the flu once, maybe twice in my 50 plus decade, 50 plus decades, 50 plus years. Um, if I ever get sick, it's usually a, my energy goes down. I take a hot Epsom bath. I tell everyone I'm just smile. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it right here. I get a good night's sleep. I'm back. I get colds in the past. You get a cold, but it doesn't, doesn't debilitate me. Right. You just get a cold. So this, this experience just, it just rocked my world to places. I can't even tell you because like I say, I went to the story, right. When Heather was saying, you know, and, and you, Angela, maybe it's about control need to find the reason I've got to look at the, where the, there's a hole, I guess, in my head, in yeah. my pictures so that I make sure it never happens again. Cause I can't believe it just happened. And I'm looking for a, a reason, which yeah. like you say, maybe there just doesn't need to be one. It was there. It was your turn and your vibrational match. That one, I understand that Heather, because I always say that i just don't understand it right now because I'm like, what vibrational match? But what I know is I was running and pushing and, you know, plowing through, not resting. I talked about days, maybe weeks, months before what it must be like to just would have nothing to do or to sit down and just be. And believe me, I found many of those days and they were horrible. Um, to me, having no energy is just take off my arms and legs. I'm useless. And that's the way I felt. I mean, I could not be in God rest this soul, uh, Stephen Hawking's. I'm not a brain. I'm not a mind without my physical. And that's what I came to learn how important my physical is to me. Um, productivity is a big deal with me and I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was just weak. I felt useless. Um, it you was know, tough. You know, Stephanie, maybe this needed to happen because mm -hmm. you just said it right there that mm -hmm. it made me realize how much you need your body. Because mm -hmm. always before you used to call it a meat suit, you were disrespectful to your body. Mm. I mean, it's interesting. I could be very well. I felt like I constantly give it praise, but I demand a lot of it. There's no doubt about it. And maybe I was, again, trying to think I it was just, you know, it was just this vessel that's carrying the um, the spirit and it wasn't as important as I realize it is. And I've been abusing it, perhaps. I'll, 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 I'll entertain that. Or just um, um, not loving it enough. You know, I came away from this really in love with my body because I, I had a whole day of 102.8 temperature and and I, Chad wanted to take me to the emergency room. And I'm like, that's where we picked this up from. I'm not going back to the source. No, we're not going back. So he's like packing me with ice packs and just feeling my body fighting for me. And, and just, I, I just was in tears, not just from the fever, but just like when I pulled through it, just the gratitude, like I really came out of this so grateful for my body and thinking who am I to pick apart what it looks like or if it's older or now or what I just thought the body's such a freaking miracle that I was able to come through that so 
I think there might be something there to just mm-hmm. honoring the body and not in the sense of demanding from it. it. And that, you know, that might be fine to do that, but, but you might want to consider that. But also what kept popping into my mind as you were talking was you were forced to let go of your stories. Mm-hmm. You were forced to let go of, well, this is how it always is. This is what I do. This is how I'm, this is the, when I'm like this, it's positive. When it's like this, it's negative. You have to let that go. It's one of the reasons why I hate fevers is because it makes you so present. Like you're just so like in the moment. Um, And that's a hard place to be if you're not used to letting yourself be in the moment with yourself with no stories. Do you think maybe there might be something there that this had to clear away your stories and, and what you normally hide. Oh, I don't think it cleared away any stories. I think it gave me new ones, quite frankly. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that's any better because um, there's a lot of expectation. Like you, when you went and you said you're loving your body and grateful for it. I can look back now, um, you know, I really haven't fully given that attention. But, you know, when you... And it's good and bad. You know, it's great to be healthy. God bless. It's great to be healthy. But what you don't learn is coping skills. You don't know that, right? What it's like to be, uh, what it's like to be sick and then and get over it. Or what it's like to be depressed and get over it, right? Or what it's like to be in pain and get over it. Those are those, that's how you learn what what you're capable of. When you don't have that, it's just an abyss and it's scary and um, you don't know what's happening because it's it's never happened before. So you're literally flailing like some kind of fish out of water and panicking and you're freaking the hell out. And I was. Um, yeah. For you, like you say, you got like this fever and how that affected you. I didn't have any fever. I didn't have anything like really any great pain. What I had was the worst thing that could happen to me. I had, I mean, I had probably negative energy. I was still trying to do what I could do, but I would go up five steps and I would, I would feel like I'm just climbing, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro. I would be so out of breath and my legs would just be like jello and they would be burning. And I'd be like, Oh my God, I got 10 more to go. And um, I would hold on. And just like, like I was like 90 something years old. Um, So foreign to me. I mean, just so foreign. And believe me, all I kept saying is, you know, I don't, I hate this. Um, uh, I just, I, I want, I want to go back to my life. This is not going to work. I can't be on the planet this way. This is useless. I called in, this is where it gets really. So then I, you know, I did Reiki on myself. I called in Yeshua. I called in Archangel Raphael. I called in my spirit guides. I called in ancestors. And I just kept saying, everyone's freaking failing me. This is, this is horrible. Where's the miracle? I don't believe in anyone. This is useless. I've given my time and my sacrifice and my belief, my belief. And yet no one showed up. I said, at least give me a goddamn paranormal experience out of this. You know, let me see something. Let me do something. Make it worth my while. And it would just be silent. The only thing I heard, the only thing one day when I was just talking about that story and just being, you know, super mad about it was, at least you have your immunity now. You know, it just, it's just like, you know, whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know what even that means. I was just like so upset at everyone. And um, finally, you know, there came a time where uh, I was turning. I was, I was seeing that there's, you know, I'm at the end of it and the energy was coming back. 
but then I had one day between where I am now. So that I wasn't, I wasn't, my energy came back pretty good, decent, you know, um, but I wasn't where I am now. But what happened is that was the day I had zero interest in the future. I was just a potato. I just like, <laughs> I could care less about anything. You know, potato. I just, I was just like, if like someone asked me a question, I'm like, you know, and they were just like, what's, you know, now what's wrong with you? And then my husband kept saying, do you need to see someone? Do you think we're, you know, I mean, there's something I said, I just don't care about anything. I just don't. Today, I just don't care. So that's who I am now. Get used to it. And um, so then. It's good yeah. to see you didn't take it to extreme. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So then, uh, <laughs> so then I, I got better. I went to my mom and dad's for the first time last weekend with my sister. And she kept saying, you're not the same. I don't, I don't, I miss who you were. I said, I'm, well, that person's gone. I think I've had a walk-in. This is who you are. I am now. I'll probably, I just don't really have joy anymore. I don't know what joy is. I mean, you know, I could spell it, but I forgot what it feels like. And um, she's like, well, I hope it's going to come back. I said, probably won't. I don't think so. I don't have the energy for it. Like it's not just physical energy. I don't have mental or spiritual energy. Turns out you need energy for those things too, right? You don't think about it, but think about if you don't have faith or you don't have an interest in tomorrow, that's energy, right? You put into yeah, it. That's and a consciousness, so, definitely. Yeah, there we go, right? So my physical was coming back, but the other two, I was still out of balance. God bless. It's just a lot. But something happened. Um, well, something happened where... Um, I, oh, I know what it was. So this became an interesting. So what happened is when um, you're locked up in, cause I was trying to quarantine myself too. And just day after day, seeing the same, you know, four walls where I would go outside, try to soak up some sun. I came out of it just disgusted with my house and everything I saw. And I was just like, I think I want to move. And my daughter was like, yes, we must move. And, you know, <laughs> obviously that was not an option. And what it was, ladies, is I became so like, it's ingrained in me. I I, I never watched Dexter before. So I started watching Dexter, right? For fuck's sake. Yeah, I know, I know. But what happened is, um, yeah. <laughs> so I started watching this. Oh my Because, you know, but, God. but, um, <laughs> So now, for the listeners, when you I, hear that, boop, yeah. but when I, when I got, I got to like season two, episode eight, say, okay. And I know there was like six seasons. I have a million to go. But once I got better, I couldn't even go back to watching it because it reminded me of being ill. Right. So all of a sudden I just said, everything is so ugly in this house. I didn't realize how disgusting everything is. It's like I had new eyes and so I immediately had new plan. We got to change things. And I've been nonstop now for a week, moving furniture, changing things, trying to purge, get rid of it, making everything nothing like it was before. Because you know why? The psyche, it reminds me of what I where, where I was. Even like the blanket in my bed was making me ill. It was like, oh, I, can never, I can't even stand that blanket because I spent so much time in a place I didn't want to be. And so the good news is I did say when my son asked me, what did I gain from this illness? The good news is I would have never been prompted to do as much work as I've done in the, in this week, right? We all tend to, when it's a new year, you reorganize, you do things. Um, but I've like moved furniture, changed things, painted things. I had just been just trying to 
make it look nothing like it did before because it haunts me. And um, maybe that's not working through what I went through, or maybe it's a way of, um, of trying to, I mean, the good news, it's given me, it brought back that energy of hope, right? I'm planning, I'm, I'm thinking of the future, I'm, you know, caring about the garden again. So um, it, it prompted me to do something, to get involved, because I didn't think I was going to want to get involved anymore. So why, why, why couldn't it be, you know, you manifested this in the spiritual and then it became the emotional and then it became the mental. And now it's going into the physical where you're changing everything. Or so many there's levels. A yeah. I mean, and now, it's, now it's manifesting that you're changing everything within your environment. Changing. Right. I don't know. I mean, I could look at it. I'm changing things I can maybe because I can't change things I want to that are maybe on a deeper level or out of my control. So this is maybe, you know, letting me use that energy. But I think to, you did change something. On you think, a, on you think I did? Yeah. Level. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what would you say? Like what was changed? Because obviously I went to a place of there is no other, anyone that cares about me to, I truthfully, Stephanie, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kid around before we came on and started recording, but I, I, you what to me, mm -hmm. you sounded like you had what I've gone through mm -hmm. of ego death. Like I remember my first ego death and it was so raw, so vulnerable and you feel so, mm -hmm. so alone, detached. And I've had those before. Um, you know, um, but you're doing okay. the spiritual work. You, you said it right. over yourself. You, you went through right. eight weeks before and you're yeah. like, okay, now time to step up to the plate and you could see the change in you, Stephanie. And then here, here we go. We have a reconciliation of all these emotions that need to come out. You went through a purge. Well, I agree with that part for sure. A hundred percent. I, I really felt like I purged a lot. Right. I, yeah. And maybe that's like, okay. So now with this thing about cleaning, I mean, the first thing, the very first thing I physically worked on was the pantry. We pulled everything out and redid it. And, you know, and, and so that was a perfect example of physically maybe catching up, like you're talking to the spiritual, the emotional cleaning I did. And now I'm physically going to do it. So maybe, right. All this stuff that was going on, all these feelings that were coming up need to come up to be realized, to be released. I mean, when, what do women, women do classic when they break up, they cut their hair. You know, like there's, there's this natural letting go and, and, and purging and getting rid of things. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're, you've been in this house forever. So I'm imagining going through the pantry and purging is not, it is like deep, like getting rid of a bunch of old stuff. And, um, you know, I, I agree with Heather in that it's the physical manifestation of what you were going through spiritually. What I'm curious about is to bring it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a crisis of faith before? To where... that level, yeah, no. This was the worst crisis I've so ever had. So having this gone, was... okay. So mm -hmm. I've, I've the the one that I went through that I remember was when, when I was in college. Um, and I mean, I I was done with Jesus. I was done, you know, just like done. I was pissed off, and you know, you're cussing at all your gods, right? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah and it's a big, big thing. Now, when you go through it periodically, you know, yeah, now I, I can have a crisis of quote unquote faith, but it's not really a crisis because I've learned to be more nimble and find out, you know, like 
I don't look at structures to believe in anymore. It's it's like this ongoing like quest for the truth. So if I have to alter my beliefs, it's not as mind blowing and world ending. And I feel like, you know, maybe it is a dark night of soul or, or an ego death. For me, what it felt like when I was hearing it was more of this crisis of faith of like, where are you people? Where is my Reiki? Where is all that? You, you, everybody has failed me. Where are you? And it's this, you're trying to yell at and, and, and call to the mat things that are not called to the matable. You know, it, it's, and it's, it's this horrible, impudent rage that you feel because there's nothing wrong and there's nothing you can punish. And yet everything is wrong. And everything has failed you. And so it's this, this death of your belief, your faith is, is shattered. And while it sucks to go through it, I, I'm happy you went through it. Because you can always tell someone who's never gone through a crisis of faith. It's like people who have never traveled. There's just this expansion that they don't have. And it's a very difficult thing. It's like people who have gone through grief are the ones you turn to when you have grief, right? So having gone through this crisis of faith, which is what I have a sneaking suspicion you went through, when you called your team to the mat, when you called Reiki to the mat and nothing showed up and you have to be there for yourself and then you realize it's always you. It's, you know, and then how do you rebuild from there is just an individual garden, right? There's no right or wrong. Um, I have a feeling that's what, if I was to diagnose this, that's what I would say you had gone through. And I think it's great. I really think it's great because when you've gone through that and you can make amends with your gods after you've, they've let you down and you've disavowed them and, and it's like, you know, and you can come back and have a conversation with them again and come. When I went through this, I came back to them more as a spiritual adult than than the spiritual teenager who thought she knew more than she did. Um, so I don't know if you want to play with that concept, you might, you might find that that might be a little more helpful. And you're actually with the purging right now and with the rearranging, it's, it's, you know, sort of a, a, a way of physically sort of exploring what the inside of you looks like now mm. and what, and what joy wow. brings to you wow. now and who is your team now. And do you even need a team now? Um, it's interesting that you were calling on Reiki and after that, it didn't even occur to me to do Reiki when I was really? even the worst of it. No, because I know I can't work on myself. I know I can't get to that place, but I got very calm and I was like totally accepting of where I was at and I had to stay in it. And I actually did really well this time because usually with fevers, I hate fevers because I get really obsessive dreams and I like go over the same point in my head again and again. And I was actually able to catch myself. And I was very, like, I was in a lot of meditative states during this illness. And I was completely in acceptance with what was going on. Wow. Like, See, there's the big difference. <laughs> acceptance. I've gone through where you, because I've gone through what you've gone through before. I've had screaming matches with my gods. Mm -hmm with Christ and with all of them and with my ancestors and who the F do you think you are? And why am I here? And all of that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think here's the thing, you, you know, you're both the right. I think Heather's right in the ego death. It wasn't my first one, but it was a very deep one. And that is my, I would consider that to be the emotional mental 
you know, that I absolutely went through a spiritual crisis and, and fault that for sure happened. And I also went through the body, the physical uh, falling apart. So I had like a, a you know, a, a mental, spiritual and physical breakdown. I mean, I literally lost every facet yeah. and experience of, of me. Um, I don't even know really. Some, I, I, if I were to just look back, I didn't even think I'd, I'd get this point because you know, it's one thing when you fall out of balance and I have many times, right? Like my spiritual's down or my physical's a little down or my emotional, whatever, you, you know, we always teeter and totter, right. To always kind of stay in balance, but I've never lost all three. I don't even, I mean. So who was, who was it that got through it? That's what I'm curious about. You lost everything. Every part of you was broken down who or what persevered. I don't know. And I wonder, I don't know if that is actually the. So what if the, you have a blank uh, canvas and you get to choose now who you want to be? Right. Saying? Well, that's what I kind of thought about Heather. I thought, well, you know, I don't think I'm the same person. So I have to reinvent myself like one moment at a time, but I kind of, why, like why do you have behavior. to reinvent? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you have to reinvent? Because why do you have to put a mental, yeah. mental to it and just let it be. Well, I see what you're saying. I don't ever usually let anything be, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> How'd that turn out for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's still a lot of old stuff that that wants to continue to to be, you know, to be seen, to be known because it's familiar. There's familiar. Well, and, and I wants to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, I, I have a lot to do, and I'm doing it, and I feel good. My energy's good. I think you can tell. But there's something off deep, deep within is something's off. I, I just know it. There's like a, I don't know what I say. You it's know what I called wounding. it? You think so? Cause uh, last week I called it, I lost my spark. I don't have spark anymore. My spark's gone and it's terrible to have no spark, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like eating food without taste. Right. Or, or touching something without the, the ability to feel spark is so necessary. So I feel like my spark's there, but so there's something just still off and that's fine. I'm not dwelling on it. You know, I, I don't even need to know what it is. I'm just moving. I'm just glad I feel better. That's just the reality. Can um, you say instead of it being off mm-hmm. that it's different because mm-hmm. I think you're trying to make it match mm-hmm. what you used to know. And mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. you're, you're saying it's off. Sure. Right. Right. Um, and I think you'll agree that you're not who you were. So mm-hmm. don't try to go back to gotcha. that. Because exactly. I'm going to that that default of before. And it, so yeah, yeah, acknowledge measurement. it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different doesn't right. have, in my mind at least, a positive or a negative. Right. It's just different. And it's acknowledging yeah. the truth that you're different. Off feels like a failure, a failure to return to what it was. So mm-hmm. I think maybe right now, if you're just patient with yourself and noticing this is different, okay, this is different and it's going away. This is different and it's staying. So maybe this different is the new, new, Mm -hmm. but can you collect experiences right now and not craft them into an identity yet? Probably not yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it's a little. It's, uh, it's, no, it's, Angela. It's, no, I can't. So because you know what it is still. Um, I mean, I gained a lot of compassion. I, I think I did to understand one depression right. because I've never understood that. Um, to understand people who have maybe chronic fatigue or 
don't have the energy. I, I can't even imagine, right. A little bit of pain, um, to not care. I got to experience that. That was pretty horrible. But, um, I think what it made me really feel, I mean, I feel vulnerable and I feel, um, I guess I, I used to feel like invincible and I, th- I thought that's a good feeling. I mean, I think, you it know, is. I don't think that's bad and I don't feel that way anymore. I feel weighted down by humanness because of that. I feel like my spiritual used to be strong and now I don't feel that, you know, I feel more human, which is more vulnerability. Um, and I don't like it to be honest. Well, <laughs> To be honest, I, I, I get it. And, and that's very brave of you to say. And I would just, I would say that the vulnerability is where the wisdom is and where exactly. your, your true capacity to help others is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hate that you were depressed, but now you can, you know, you have a window into my world when that stuff hits. And I'm just like, I don't care about anything. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to move. Okay. You know, it's like, I had a window into, like I said, I have a a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law who both suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome, which in the back of my mind is like, okay, whatever. Um, And then the more I talked to her and she explained to me the illness and, and then for the first time with this illness, um, just being laid out for days, like I signed into work one day, you know, I was working from home obviously. And I, I think I just, I just telling you, I was trying to write an email and then I had to go lay down from writing an email. And that's what my sister-in-law tells me. Like she has to, no, but it's true. Yeah, my sister-in-law it's, tells yeah. me she has to rest after making a phone call and all like my, right. just that small it. window was like, I have so yeah. much more compassion and yeah. not that I did, I didn't but you didn't understand yeah. it before. You just couldn't but understand now, it. Yeah, it's like I get it. It's in my bones. Like you say, it's a glimpse. It doesn't mean we know what you know or they know. No. But we got a glimpse. But like I can, how horrible I can, that must be, right? Yeah. Day after day after day. And to empathize and to admire how much they're actually yeah. putting into getting through a day. Um, so, you know, there's beauty af- uh, out of what we've gone through. And I don't think you'll really, I don't think you'll, I don't think anybody really can learn the lesson of what they've gone through unless they're vulnerable to it. Vulnerable is incredible strength and wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just be quote unquote strong. To be vulnerable is where the real magic is. And not everybody's brave enough to go there. So I think, I think you did some tremendous work. You know, I, I would just, let it continue to inform you as to what it's trying to be for you. And what does that mean? That's such a nebulous thing. To me, it means not labeling, like Mm -hmm. noticing different versus off Mm. and just staying open to it. No, it makes sense. I think that's very um, important that you both brought up that you're able to catch the, the wording and that I at least have control over that to see it in a different way, because um, and I'm still, it's still pretty close, right? The further away I get from it, the more clarity I'll be able to have of it. And I really will look back and see it as, oh my gosh, God bless that happened. Right. I mean, I, believe me, I'm, I'm not there yet. I appreciate some of the aspects, 
but I'm not doing any hooray parade for that because I'm still seeing it as a loss, right? So until I well, let you had go a crisis of, of faith, you right. had a crisis, crisis of faith, of and that's faith, in, my, in my word, it's just a it's just a nightmare of and everything. Yeah. And yeah. it really hurt me. I mean, it hurt me to be mad at myself. It hurt me to be mad at spirit. It hurt me to to just not like life. To um, just it, it was just everything. It was just it was it was just uh, you know. Uh, and and why do and you know why do we expect miracles from spirit? You know, I guess because I really don't. Well, I guess I, I don't. I don't know that I call on spirit regularly. I thank spirit daily. I'm very grateful. I I give my thanks. I feel like I work with spirit. But the again, when I needed, what I needed was not delivered, and what I was looking for was a big high price tag, right? Well, what you wanted was it wasn't delivered. Exactly. That's exactly okay. Because I said needed what I needed. <laughs> And what the truth of who you are needed, needed you to understand to wipe the slate clean. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's so true. Cause I, I that's exactly kind of how I felt when you say wipe the slate clean, I felt like, you know, when your computer um, gets a virus and you just like, you lose everything. And then, you know, you lost a lot of good stuff that you had on there and it's a big old pain in the ass and then you got to rebuild it. Um, and that's exactly like my, it just went blank. Right. You just lose everything. And, um, and, but nothing happened per se. That was big. I mean, there's people who lose everything because of many, many, many reasons. Right. And I just felt like this is inexcusable. How could it just happen out of like nowhere? So if you're say waiting and anticipating it, would it, wouldn't it have been different? Well, yeah, but I mean, like when people have the, I guess, because I, I mean, I'm grateful I didn't have a serious car crash or this horrific death, you or know, a tornado come and wipe. Right, right. Your house burns time. down and you're just like, oh my, right. I mean, and I guess because that you see it and you understand it. Well, from my logic, it just felt like, why is this happening? Well, you know, why? I, because I couldn't understand the need that you're talking about, right? That there are certain things I needed from my perspective. I didn't think I needed it clearly. <laughs> so uh, it's very hard to work with that lesson if you don't understand what the whole issue was. Yeah, but you've been taking an eight-week course. You've been, you know, working for years on your spirituality. Did you really think you were just going to stay the same? I thought so. <laughs> not not when the people around you are also changing themselves vibrationally. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. always going to come to a head. Yeah. It was always going okay. to come you, to you a need, head. You need to say that for the listeners to understand because that's scary. Of that's course, scary. scary. I mean, because really, if it was always good, I mean, I came to a lot of different breaking points and mm-hmm. I would be out, go, oh, this is ugly, this, whatever. And then you get through it and you're like, oh, okay, well, I see why that happened and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But again, it was always manageable. You know, they, I'm not saying it was always easy, but yeah. this was a complete disaster of all things me. But it's so, out of your control. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which it needed to be. Because so. everything else was in certain control and it was leading right. up to this. Can you imagine having this at the beginning of it? Yeah. You could have walked away. A mm. lot of people walk away, wow. but you didn't, Stephanie. Mm. I guess I guess that's the difference when you think about it because right, you had all the tools, even though you think they weren't being used and they and you had given up, there was I guess still something, right, that still got me out of bed and gave me 
hope and gave me trust and faith and and, and continued to get me from point A to you know point B. Or Your soul crafted this because okay. it was ready to get rid of old parts of it that were like barnacles. Hmm. And you had a reconciliation. Well, I kept calling myself Humpty Dumpty because uh, <laughs> I mean I, I felt shattered, right? Like, yeah, like it's just it's just ridiculous. It really is body, mind, and spirit too. To just I just I just couldn't even fathom it. I mean, the depression thing was one thing enough. I mean, that was bad enough. I I, I mean, I still don't even understand that. But then to have the crisis of physical, and then lastly came in the mental. Um, and then overall the spiritual was all wrapped in, you know, so it was just in every facet, but, um, I understand what you ladies are saying. I mean, it gives me a a lot more hope and I'm seeing the positive of it, um, which I've never kind of looked at all that, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just very, it wasn't fun. I mean, I'd be curious, I'd be curious how many of the authors that you've read and you know, the books that you've read, you know, how many of them have gone through something? I mean, a lot right. have, right? Right. This is what uh, a right. Lot of spiritual right. leaders go through. I would yeah. be curious. I'd be curious if maybe reading their stories helped you. Maybe along the line, you know, you, you know, because this isn't, people. yeah, just so that you mm-hmm. can feel like this isn't um, the universe picking on you. This is right. your yes. soul right. answering a very specific call that you made, yeah. which was, I want to develop spiritually and I'm ready to go to the next level and bring it on. And this is what it looks like this time. It's nothing personal. Yeah. And you know, and that's an interesting thing because yeah, I never felt like I was being picked on or anything. My mind never went there. Um, I just felt uh, abandoned or lonely or mm-hmm. um ignored and like, where's the support you people are supposed to have? You're supposed to be able to call the angels and everyone's there for you. And I guess they always were. It's just, no one was granting me the the miracle. No one was just making it all go away. Like I wanted. Yeah. They were there, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Cause when I, when I checked in on you and I sent you energy and it, it was there. It's just, you good didn't, it wasn't there the way in the mental body mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Right. There. Right. Well, that's, that's good news. You know, and during that time, it's interesting because yeah, my dreams were off. I slept well at night. Of course I was on NyQuil, but, um, I don't, my dreaming stopped and guess what? It wasn't till last week sometime where, um, I, it was a good day. And I said, Oh my gosh, today I'm going to be able to do whatever. Maybe it was the day I worked on the pantry. I don't know. That was the first time I saw my, uh, 808, during the whole time there had been like no number sequence. It was just, I mean, I was just out of everything and yeah. it came back and I went, Oh, wow. Okay. I remember that number. <laughs> okay. There's a little hope. Um, yeah. So I guess it needed to be dark. I guess it needed to be quiet. Well, kind of and- like when, you know, when your two-year-old was tantruming, I'm sure your two-year-old felt completely abandoned and you were watching over her the entire yeah. time. I guess no, that's a good analogy, that, right? No, right. she's not going to get right. the candy bar right. that she wants because you know what's actually best for her. Your team, yeah. your soul, yeah. however you want to describe it, knew what was right yeah. for you and how you, you were to go through this best. 
That's a great analogy. That's a good way to put it because yeah, I know I was resisting and throwing a tantrum. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> you know? uh, I did not like you just surrender, go into it said, okay, well, my body needs. Well, that's because I've gone through this before. Out. I, uh, yeah, I did not. Um, it, to me, it was like, 10 days of child labor, or child labor, child, or child labor of a birth of going through labor. Yeah. It was uncomfortable and no control. And your body was doing something that it knew it needed to do. And yeah. the, the mind was not with that plan whatsoever. And there was, um, I would see it as like, you know, without any medication to help you during childbirth, it's, it's quite, uh, uncomfortable. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was just full. And I guess there was surrender in there. Um, uh, because I had to just go, I mean, I had to just deal with it, but it was not a mental surrender. The body was just doing what it had to do to get by. And, and it did, you know, and I appreciate, um, I've, I don't know, bad effects to it. Um, and I guess I learned if I have to look at, I have high expectations, you know, like what I learned that getting sick is not a bad thing. It's important to get sick sometime, right? Because you need, you need to have new immunity. You need to, um, you know, get things out or, or have, you know, uh, the strength of, again, the immune system and check it out. So, you know, there's, there's value to it. And I guess, you know, I, I obviously it's going to happen again sometime. I mean, I'm, but it was a good run. And, uh, you know, now, now I, now I, do I have fear? Um, what that's interesting fear in, in, in the whole thing too, you know, um, I, it's interesting during all that collapse. I don't, the only fear I had was that no one was helping me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, the fear that all this effort I've been putting into study and believing, I felt like my beliefs were like a, a lie, like just cause I told myself that and I believed it, but it never was true. And that was sad. That was scary. Right. Because and crisis of right? faith. Crisis of yeah. faith. Yeah. yeah. Because, so, um, but you know, this is how you find out if you have faith or if you've just had book learning, ah, you know, ooh, you, interesting you, or book learning, right. Because, mm, um, uh -huh. You, it's it's easy to read things and to yeah. digest them and to really like them and to mm. believe in them, but to live by them and to rely on them, they have to be tested. At least that's how my experience has always been. So, you know, I've always welcomed, at, well, not welcomed, I've always appreciated much after the fact, any crisis of faith, because anything that remains standing is part of my new truth. And I've also learned to, like I said, remain flexible. That's why when I start to feel it come on, it's like, Oh, got it. And I just go limp like a, like a Kent state protester, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm not holding on to anything. Um, because where you hold on is where it hurts. Interesting. Um, is where it hurts. You said some really good stuff in there and that, uh, that gives uh, me a lot of food for thought there. So I appreciate that. That's um, some good stuff. Um, it's easy to have faith when everything is going well, right? Yeah. <laughs> On a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And you believe and you believe, you know, fully and easily. But you're right. When um, to be able to still believe when things are uncomfortable or God forbid, you know, you're in despair kind of mode. That's a whole nother game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Um, 
And then uh, when my daughter got ill, she was, it's, you know, we all know how our own body is, but when um, just kind of like, even like when your, your dogs get ill, right. And you can't tell you and you panic and, or your cat or little kids, you, you just don't know. They're saying, oh my gosh, it's this, or of course a case of a dog or anything, they're not even saying anything. So you go to a very scary place. And when my daughter got, she was really getting really ill. Um, it took that emphasis off of me and put it right, you know, onto her. And then it was just, that's where the faith then, I think it gave me an opportunity to go back and, and to, you know, request Reiki and, and call upon, you know, my, my belief system. And, and that really helped. And everything turned out fine. She, she was fine. Um, that really helped because again, it, it just, I got to see, yes, that, I couldn't see it in myself. I couldn't see that the help that was coming because I didn't feel like any help was coming, but for her, I saw the help came. She was fine. There was nothing, there was nothing going on. I needed to see it to believe it which is you're supposed to be the other way per Wayne Dyer, right? You're supposed to just believe and then you'll see it. But I, I, I couldn't see it anymore on myself. Like, so I didn't believe it. Yeah. It's hard to do it on yourself. That's why you have to have your faith in place because especially um, anybody who suffers from chronic pain, trying to do Reiki on yourself and you're in chronic pain, it's just not going to work. That's why you have to have faith that, yes, you know, and reach out to <laughs> others. Um to help because it is hard to be in the right space to be able to work on yourself. So, I, I, and I meant also just, I couldn't see it, not just Reiki. I couldn't see anything helping me. Yeah. Period. Right. And that faith, cause my faith was just so, I was so challenged. Right. Yeah. Because again, it was not, I wasn't getting what I wanted, which goes back to that tantrum that you were talking about. And it's again, I, I love that. I'll always see it that way, which is nice to see that, right. Your parent is there. The guardian is there, but you're feeling so alone and despondent and just so mad at not getting what you want. Yeah. Or being excited for someone who's going, like you said, in, in labor, mm-hmm. like I've never been in labor, but my God, it li- is horrific, but you get excited for someone because they're about to have a beautiful baby, but you know, for the next happen. little while, they're going to wish they had made different life yeah. choices yeah. because it's going <laughs> to yeah. be hideous. Um, you know, I'm excited for you in yeah. the guts of it, in the throes of it. No, I'm at my heart. My heart breaks for you. Yeah. Um, but what you're going to come away with, what you are coming away with. There's so much value. Hmm. Well, it's really good. I appreciate talking to both of you that you gave me a lot. Now I just have a lot to think about now. So I hadn't really thought about it, right? I had to put it away. <laughs> I can't yeah. deal with it. You don't, and you don't need to dissect it. No, right I, I think there. that's exact. And that probably is the reason, again, why my attention's on fixing and doing things right now. It's mm-hmm. getting me away from any mm-hmm. internal talk I need to have or trying to figure labeling the identity, the stories. And it has just taken me totally away from it. And good. But, yeah, which is good. I think it's good also. Otherwise, I'd probably be still spinning on why, 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 right? Yeah. Um, so I guess that's that's a good thing. And in time, there'll be a lot, maybe a, a clearer picture. And maybe not ever, but I think there'll be something. I think I will get a nugget out of it. I think yeah. so. I think you will. I yeah. think so. Wow. Holy moly. Well, it's a good thing. I talked to experts in the case <laughs> <laughs> who've crashed and burned many a time. Oh yes. Oh yes. 
Well, ladies, I think that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank the listeners for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.